Good morning and welcome to I Hate Music. Hey Nick, how's it going? Pretty good, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, today is the 30th anniversary of Euronymous being murdered. Oh shit. Yeah, Damn. that's why we intro with a little bit of Pagan nice. Fears. That there. was very appropriate. Yeah. One you of slipped my, that one in, I, I didn't realize. I did, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with our topic, really. No. Um, but, but, you know. 30 years, dude. 30 years. Yeah. One of my favorite black metal albums, that one. 90, so that was 93? 93, yeah. Jesus. I remember so vividly, 92, 93, those yeah, were yeah. very formative years, you know? It's funny that that's 30 years now. Well, I just found out that uh, my school had my 30th anniversary. <laughs> well, you graduated in 93. Yeah, yeah, I graduated in 94, so a little bit behind. But yeah. damn, yeah. so you didn't go up. I didn't so go. Stupid. No. <laughs> no. I mean, if I talk to anybody that I went to school with, like maybe, but. Yeah, you know, exactly. I talked to one person. Maybe? I feel like I kept in touch, like with who I wanted to keep in touch with yeah, mostly, yeah. but yeah, sure. it would be super awkward. I wasn't like a popular kid or anything. No. So. no. <laughs> I was, man. I was the quarterback. <laughs> I told my daughter all the time, oh, I was too cool to go to prom, but really I was just a dork and kind of shy. <laughs> I went to prom, but it was just. You did? Yeah, Holy did. shit. Yeah, yeah. I went with my, with my, my friends. And oh, I, I didn't see. have a date. Well, I had a date, but it wasn't a date. You yeah, know, right. And, I mean, that's, I think that's the modern way. Like, kids are just going to yeah. school with their. I yeah, mean, going to prom with their friends from school. They're not just like. Exactly. Like a yeah. like traditional thing. I think that's probably better. I don't know. Nice. What the hell do You're I so know? progressive. I really am. Uh, so today we're going to talk about climate change. Mm-hmm. Kind of appropriate. It's Middle pretty summer. Hot. Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> Almost oh, August. and Lahaina in Maui just kind of burned to the ground, which yeah. is insane. That is insane. I was there actually 31 years ago. Wow. In 1992. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast about 1992. And three, probably. And three. Yeah. yeah but very good years. Very good years. For music, for sure. But yeah, climate change. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Summer. Yep. There's climate change everywhere. Yep. Uh, but plus, they've been, uh, but metal bands have been warning us about this. They have for, for a long, long time. time. <laughs> yes, I feel like I've heard about this once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think first before we get into this, though, mm-hmm. we should look at uh, listener email. Okay, cool. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Nice. Um, we got after our last episode, we got quite a few comments on Instagram and stuff. I'm not going to go over that stuff. No, just you know, email. Okay. So we got. What's the what's the stats on that? Or like, you get one email for every thousand listeners. Like, there's probably like oh, some man. theories I, about so that. You know, <laughs> before the comeback, yeah. I got quite a bit of email. Not nice. quite a bit. I would say two or three a month, maybe. Which I feel That's like pretty is pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, this time I just got one email. Nice. <laughs> Lots of comments. One email. Nice. So I guess I can say this guy's name. Okay. Fuck it. I don't care. This is from <laughs> Kyle Mitchell. And he said, my candidate for excellent reunion is at the gates. All the newer records are great. Nice. I can't speak for that. I don't yeah, know. I have dabbled a little bit here and there, but I have not been uh, paying attention. I know that that was a very uh, look. We were all looking forward to that happening. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've they ever left at their peak, records. basically. And then the haunted came out and all that stuff. Right. But, but man. Yeah. I never paid attention to it. Um, saw him once. It was great. Yeah. No, like, they're great. Like post-reunion. Um, you know, and historically, they they weren't bringing anything new to the table. I think at the time, maybe it was just super catchy, super polished. Yeah. Just like yeah. they they 
they brought the intensity and their vocalist was amazing of course but. yeah i mean i was uh always super into the red in the sky's ours yeah and then slaughter of the soul was very much a different record it was but yeah. also really fantastic yep um but before the reunion i think that was the last thing they did so i believe so yeah that's why people were really excited about that one yeah that yeah I, I guess i should check out the newer ones but yeah. i haven't cool um our friend Kyle also says, as for bands with no original members, Opeth actually is one. Mikhail is not an original member. Oh, interesting. What? I don't know this. Is this true? I don't know. But somebody on mm. our Instagram said that too. Interesting. So what I, was first? Uh, before Morning Ride, Orchid, right? Orchid. Yeah, yeah. So they were some demo band before that I, and we don't know about it. I've never heard this before. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. I'm going to trust Kyle on this one. I wonder if there's a demo out there somewhere you could listen to. I don't know. Opus was way better before Mikhail did. I prefer the demos <laughs> and the rehearsals. Um, yeah, nice. I had no idea. So, nice. uh, yeah, thanks, Kyle. That's, yeah. that's Thank you, Kyle. interesting. Yeah, cool. I hope you're not lying to us. But, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody has any uh, questions, opinions, anything like that, go ahead and email us at hate.pod dot music at gmail.com yeah um also go to earthandsound.org for i hate music merch i just sold a hoodie to some dude in australia after the comeback episode nice. so yeah so the the comeback is influencing um, uh, merchandise sales in australia i sold, I sold a hoodie in <laughs> australia yeah. awesome awesome yeah we're almost out of that ramones design and then i'm going to make a new one after that cool so um nice. yeah so buy that shit so i can make the new one yeah exactly okay so uh Nick, let's yeah. talk about climate change. Sure, man. I mean, um, nuclear assault was talking about it way before yep. uh, I was like, you know, aware of the world. You know, right. when yeah. we were growing up, the Challenger was going up. Like, uh -huh. you know, we didn't really think about the environment. I don't think in I, a really sad way. I definitely know? didn't in the eighties and nineties. No, no. I dude, I remember like throwing a coke can out the out the window and just like. Crazy yeah, shit, you yeah. know? It's oh, late yeah. 80s or whatever in California. Just no recycling. Everything goes in one bin. It's just out of sight, out of mind. Yep. Yeah. And then moving up to Oregon, it was a little different. 94 for sure. But the extreme that we recycle now is, uh, you know, hopefully that's a benefit. But also there's some cynical sides of for that. For sure. Which yeah. is like, that's, a lot of that shit's not even being recycled. Well, you know? it, was like, it was like five years ago it came out in Montana that the dudes that are picking up the recycling were just dumping it somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like for years yeah. and years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's inspirational recycling or something. Right. Right. I don't think they call it that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, that shouldn't dissuade you from doing of it. Course you know? Of course not. Of course not. No, yeah. no, no, no. It shouldn't at all. And, you know, we hope that, like, our batteries and all these things are being recycled. But that's a separate topic. Right. I, I Hate Music does not condone. <laughs> Throwing all your <laughs> shit in the ground and yeah. not recycling. Yeah. 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 If you don't like a record, just throw it in the ocean. <laughs> it is interesting leaving Portland, though. You know, a lot of places are behind oh, yeah. in that way. Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know? You go out to the Midwest and it's like it's it's a bit behind or yeah yeah I was I think it was even Hawaii dude it was like really yeah, yeah I was like it's so weird a place like that I know I think with a really hardcore recycle but it didn't didn't seem like they were really was separating things out it was weird they just throw it all into a volcano and let it <laughs> let it all melt or something set you up for that dude nice yeah nice. you did you really did I appreciate that <laughs> um, yeah nuclear assault I mean yeah. they were one of the first ones that I. I'm familiar with uh -huh. as far as metal bands for sure um i think a lot of that harkens back to the punk days you yeah know? oh yeah right yeah, yeah. I, I mean that, they were a good mixture of those two scenes or whatever so maybe that that their influences came from some of that 
I think so. I mean, as far as like uh, environmental issues and music, I was first of all more with punk than with metal. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Nuclear Assault was definitely one of the first like metal bands. I was what is it of. about punk that's more uh, taking a stand against things? You know, yeah, than yeah. Metal has been traditionally maybe more socially aware. Yeah, what um, is that all about? Yeah, I think I'm not sure where that came from necessarily. Yeah. I know that reggae and punk had a huge crossover, and that's always been important with uh, reggae too. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's an influence yeah. there. I'm not yeah. really sure. I really thought about it, but Testament was doing you know a little bit as well. On oh, the that's new true. Order. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Metallica even picked it up a little bit with Blackened and all that. And uh-huh. That was '88 though. So yeah. I don't know for sure. The punk scene was doing a lot earlier. Do you feel like sometimes I hear people say things like politics and music turns them off? I don't think that it kind of made me more aware as a kid. Yeah. Like, oh, these they're not just singing about death and coming out of the coffin or, you know, right. it's just fucking a dead, you know, something like yeah. some of the Slayer lyrics or something. Right. It was actually like, oh, this is intelligent writing and trying to make a better a bigger, bigger mm-hmm. cause for a bigger cause, and I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm not against that at all. There's some I'm, bands that only do it, like Cattle Decapitation or something that I'm not sure about. Really, I think they do that, or <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like newer bands, you know, yeah. that's like their whole thing, or Earth Crisis or Earth something Crisis. like that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think about Earth Crisis. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's never turned me off, but mm-hmm. I know some people that are like, "Oh, keep your politics out of my music." And yeah, you I know. see, I see that point of view. I guess in some ways, they just want to have a release of energy instead of thinking about the world when they're they want to have fun. It's it escapism, like exactly. I guess. Escapism, but yeah, that's it. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. <clears throat> it doesn't lessen it for me. No, me either. Know? Me either. And I sometimes uh, it heightens it. Yeah, exactly. And I think like Metallica singing about Blackened and all that was good for me when mm-hmm. i was a kid it made me think oh he wasn't talking about his mother he was talking about mother earth you know it's right like, oh that's interesting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah that's true um do you think that bands who sing about political issues or climate change do you think they can actually like make a difference in the public consciousness sure yeah, especially Metallica, they can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does is there any like data that shows that there has been some change? I think they're probably singing at the same time that a lot of people are starting to think about these things. You know. Yeah, I think that's true. They probably coincide with that, and so that means in the '90s, early 2000s, for sure. There's there, there's probably a whole scene of like environmental metal or environmental mm-hmm. hardcore or something that we're not aware of because there was. There's, you know, that was on the conscience of the zeitgeist at the time. You know, sure. everybody was thinking yeah, yeah. about it and talking about it. So I wonder, I wonder, if I didn't do enough research for this <laughs> podcast, but, yeah. but we're kind of freestyling. But I wonder if that, if that really uh, was a thing. It probably was. There's bands that just. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's always been there, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I think you must be right. There must be. I mean, More definitely, definitely hardcore. There's got to be hardcore yeah, bands that are. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Because, I, uh, you know, I'm thinking of bands like DRI and stuff who did come from the punk scene. That right. was the, that's where it started with this, with the metal. And it crossed over into the metal. Yeah, it's really cool. Especially with uh, Definition. There was an album they put out, like, 92. There's a bunch of songs on that album about about how we're destroying the world. And 
definition. Yeah. It was way after. Is. It was like after, you know, uh, Thrush Zone and all these things, you know. Oh, oh a DRI record. Yeah, DRI record. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like early 90s. But okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool they were doing that. And I think all of that came from the beginnings. The origins came from the punk scene for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I mean, and thrash, it's always, you know, yeah. a lot of thrash bands. Are, yeah. Well, have, Set the World of Fire that. was another song by Megadeth that mm-hmm. was about that. So, yeah, I think those guys were influenced by the punk scene, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that I think about it, I think, I think it, it all goes all comes back from that. But, yeah. I th- you know, I mean, at, at its core, I feel like it's all protest music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one kind or another, which, totally. again, goes back to reggae music, yeah. which goes back to... Yeah. Like before that, like I don't, I mean, I'm not a music historian here by any means. No, but, but yeah, let's see. I mean, it's rare that like pop culture, uh, I think, I think for a band to become really popular, for a music to become really popular, you do have to separate politics from because a band's not going to hit the big time with, no they're not but they did a little bit in the late 60s with some was of those it, protests it was a different time it was a different time it was a different time different time yeah but uh you know let's get together i don't know there's just like the bob marley songs right. and stuff were yeah. just all about like you know i don't know they were like they were like they were they were protest songs but done in such a way that became palpable for mm-hmm. people yeah. to listen to yeah <laughs> really strange and that's a, probably an art that really doesn't get duplicated very very often i don't think so i think if you are going to sing about those issues especially now it's so polarizing that yep. you're going to alienate a large part of your audience yep yep maybe yep. not so much back in the day but i feel like now especially i'm thinking about like a lot of the female bands that happened in the 90s like with the lilith fair stuff and i think they were all talking about this stuff you know i think so yeah so, and they were pretty popular yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Indigo Girls and mm-hmm. I don't know who was headlining. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. And yeah. Was Sinead on that? I don't know. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, Sinead. I love Sinead. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know if she played Little Fair, but I don't know either. But man, Light on the Cobra. That's nice. That's some badass shit. Yeah, she was cool. Uh, but yeah, climate change and music. <laughs> I do think there's a place for it though, and maybe you have to really be somebody that is seeking that kind of music out to find it rather than it being in the for the forefront. Luckily we listened to metal and we were kind of right. absorbing these ideas mm-hmm. because these guys were all influenced by punk evidently, but I don't know. I don't think in music it's really there unless you're seeking it out. You right. Know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like what you're saying, like for me it was more like I'm into this and then like, Hey, well, like what are they talking yeah, about? Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, it's not just about death and gore. Yeah, handle with care. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, great album. It is. Um, speaking of which, that's the song I want to play. Do it. <clears throat> I yes. want to play a song off of Handle with Care. Please. This is Nuclear Assaults. What is it? They're fucking. Oh man, they have some EPs in there, so it's <laughs> fucking me up. Yeah, I'm not sure what order it goes now. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not either, but I would say. This was probably 90. Oh, I would say early 89. Yeah, 89 or 90. Okay. Just a guess. Just a guess. I'll look it up while it's playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, here is Nuclear Assault with Critical Mass. <laughs>
Wow. Nice, dude. Love that band so much. So good. Yeah, I first discovered Nuclear Assault, I want to say early 90s. Yeah. Uh, 90, 91, maybe 92. Definitely not later than 92. No. Um, and I discovered Survive. Nice. I don't remember how I discovered it. Um, yeah. But I discovered that, I found it on cassette, and I distinctly remember my family taking me to Hebgen Lake, which is like an hour from Bozeman. And it's this gorgeous lake, and we're like playing in the water. And I had my little my little Walkman with me, and it was like my first listen to this cassette. And at that time, I was into I was into death metal heavily. Like extreme <laughs> music wasn't unusual for me yeah. at all. Yeah. But there's something about the way that they delivered that. It's not death metal. Yeah. It's definitely thrash. Sure. But it's so much noisier than like anthrax totally, or totally. violence. Yeah, exactly. And. I w- it blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is the heaviest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> now I don't feel that way. But they do have like a certain sound that yeah, is just it's so raw. much more aggressive yeah, and raw. Yeah, it's totally raw. Yeah, and I feel like they got lumped in with some of those uh, not the lesser popular thrash bands like Dark Angel and stuff like that. Yeah, they got yeah. But kind of so dismissed u- a little bit. They but did, but they're so unique. <laughs> and so John unique. Connolly's vocals. Yeah, like, so good. I love, I love them. They're so different. You hear a lot of the newer bands like impersonating that, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. that's almost become the definition of thrash boys, you know? right? Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, or like Sean Killian from Violence too. It's just like yeah, so totally. expressive yeah, and exactly. just yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that band oh, they're so great. much. I think I discovered them "Handle with Care" when it came out. Just remembering that uh, the album way it looked, and yeah, yeah, yeah with so the big cool. the globe on it, yeah, has, like, yeah, the stamp like, on oh, there. What the hell is this? Care. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I really knew about him before that, but you know, Dan Littlecare was in the band, yes, right? yep. even at that point, I think he was. I so. think he's always, yeah. So been. he's always been in the band, but yeah. So I think him being an SOD and all these things probably introduced a lot of people to you know on the side to Nuclear Salt, which is right. kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I, I, always one of my favorite thrash bands. Um, I recently scored a copy of Survive on vinyl. One nice, of my, one dude. of my holy grails. Really, yeah. original pressing. Yeah, oh my God. I, I paid good money for it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was like fifty bucks yeah, at Crossroads, so. but still, it yeah. was worth it to me. Very good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great record. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, I was, in the break, I was reading about uh, metalheads how they embrace these kind of lyrical themes that are semi semi taboo in pop culture. Right. Because of just the extreme music and them used to being outcasts themselves or whatever. So, I mean, that makes sense, yeah, right? It does, yeah. yeah. And it make in this article in particular said it makes them more, uh, you know, uh, more aware of the world uh-huh. and uh, more intellectual. I believe that. For I sure. believe that too. You're wearing glasses right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, dude, I'm old now. But. Oh, no, it's because you're smart. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you're a pilot, man. You're yeah. super smart. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. No, that, that, that checks out. Pretty cool, and uh, I think it. Why does it just kind of like seem to be happening in thrash? I don't know if it's happening in death metal or black metal. You know, I but, mean, oh, but the Norwegian stuff, kind of. For yeah, sure. but like in a different way, yeah. you know. And yeah. I think the Swedish stuff too. But it's like it's in a different way. But like death metal, like, is there like socially conscious, socially aware? Well, cattle decapitation, right? Must be. We're not... I don't think either of us are, are that fluent. I'm not fluent. I played with them once in Portugal. Sweet. And, like, <laughs> they smell bad and have dreads. So... Oh, they're definitely aware of the world. They're definitely aware then. of the world. They were playing hacky sack? No, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. Oh, my God. Uh, I was telling my daughter, she's going to college soon, like... You're going to have to learn how to play hacky sack. Oh, I know. She knew what the hell I was talking about. Oh, dude, at Lunasa last weekend, I started a fake hacky sack. I didn't have one. 
<laughs> oh, I can keep that one up forever. Yeah, it was just it was the guys from Thief and Jory and I were just like doing like, hacky sack. It was That's really awesome. fun. That's awesome. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Something about. Um, oh, cattle, cattle, death metal. Yeah, right. I mean, death metal death is not metal as, as known for no, those things, right? That's interesting. I'm not, off the top of my head. I can't even think of. I, but but like grindcore, grindcore has always been a little bit yeah. more. It's that punk influence. Like, like Napalm again. Death. Yeah, Napalm, Napalm Death, death for dude. sure. I oh, mean, dude. Of course they do. Of course. Yeah, of course they do. Okay. But I'm thinking like yeah. like American death metal stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Florida stuff. Yeah. Like uh, death isn't singing about that. I mean, they're uh, all. Obituary been, did. Like what? World Demise. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm surprised lyrically what those lyrics are so that we can kind of see if they're pointed at that. I can say that they are because I'm reading the obituary book and they talk about world demise. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and the cover has like a bunch of pollutants going yeah. into the air uh-huh. from, from factories and stuff. Oh, yeah, the Tardy brothers would drive by these, like, those towers that are on the cover often and, like, be really concerned about the... Yeah, what's happening there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there is some... It's just maybe not as prevalent as it is in thrash and things like that. And I think, you know, working class music tends to be, you know, people being around chemicals, people that are being around the factories and right. stuff like that. And so that's more of a concern for them because they're probably seeing rises in cancer and yes. all these things, you know. Yeah. That definitely happened in Albany. That's where Victims is from. Oh, yeah. But there is a raise, a rise in, um, in cancer rates in these yeah. areas where there was a huge paper mill there for a long time. Yeah. And it closed down recently and stuff because I don't know where they do it now. But, right. But, yeah, the, if you lived in the vicinity of these mills and stuff, then it's terrible. So I'm, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of you know, bands had family members that are like mm-hmm. seeing, seeing effects of this stuff and yeah. writing about it, hopefully. I was you saved it though because I was right about to say something about Florida. It's like oh they're from Florida they don't know shit you know. <laughs> I mean obituary. Uh, I can't think of Nocturnus. Nocturnus. They were, <laughs> well, they, they were thinking about the future in right. climate controller. <laughs> climate controller. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I just don't think death metal does it quite as much. No. Or maybe it's not as like uh, overt. You maybe, know? yeah, maybe. Yeah. And maybe, you know, because they're growling, we don't hear exactly what True. they're saying all yeah. the time, too. Well, well, what about, what about, um, well, we know the Metallica flirted with a little bit. Yep. Megadeth did yep. a little bit. Did yep. Anthrax ever do it? I'm sure. Or maybe they're just too busy reading Stephen King or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're too busy reading Stephen King. <laughs> Persistence of Time. Uh, it no, seems like really. they have something, about though. Family and stuff. Like, Persistence of Time would be the perfect vehicle for a climate change song, I would think. Yeah, it would. Because it was a dark record. I can't think of one, though. Nope. Me either. Not off the top of my head. Slayer? South of Heaven? Um, no. Uh, no, I don't think I so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Nothing off the top of my head on that. Anyway. We should play my song. DRI. DRI. All right. So this is off that album definition I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And the song's called Acid Rain. It uh, is... Actually, the song they made the music video for. So I remember this video. Yeah, it was cool. From, I don't recall the video. We should kind of watch it maybe at some point here, yeah. just to see if they were using that kind of imagery or not. I, sure. I, if I remember correctly, they're playing in a warehouse. Okay. And there is like acid rain coming down outside the warehouse, <laughs> nice. and people are like covering themselves. And okay, stuff. cool. But it's cool. been a long time. Yeah, but, exactly. Good but, memory. Yeah, but I think so. So this was. Uh, well, we we found out. Uh, nuclear assault handled with care was 89. Yes. Very good. What? Uh, uh, this was in like 92. 92? That seems yeah, about right. I'd say. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's DRI with Acid Rain. 
So good. That was great. Here's I haven't some heard lyrics. that in so long. Will our children look back with hatred or despair at a generation of idiots who just didn't care? This was written in 1992 about the fossil fuel fumes and the aerosol sprays that put holes in the ozone and let in the rays. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Well, okay. So they mentioned aerosol, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That was a big deal. So, yeah. Aerosol used to be such a big deal back then. Uh-huh. Is it was it, in everything, dude. Yeah. I think it's been eradicated, basically. I think it has. Yeah. Like, it's not in Cheese Whiz anymore. <laughs> Hairspray, right? It's all like it was all the cheese was fumes. Yeah. Dude. Well, no, but <laughs> yeah, you but do know everything. you do know that aerosol is the reason that guar is here. Oh no! Is that so? We we created guar. With all, the- <laughs> all the hair metal bands they melted the ozone layer, warmed up Antarctica. <laughs> I and, think I did know that. And That's guar amazing. came out of the That's ice amazing. of Antarctica. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I mean, there is one good re- yeah. thing. About so all thank this, you, yeah. aerosol, for yeah, the for, creation of guar. For scum dogs. <laughs> The only uh, uh, story I had about that song was uh, it has nothing to do with climate change, but uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, saw deer eye. I had I just just got my driver's license in 1992. Yeah, so it was right after this album got put out, and I was I was like designated driver for all my friends because I was the first one to get my license. Yeah. and we drove like it was probably like to some suburban town, Corona, I think it was in Southern California, like an hour away from where I live to go see DRI. Saw DRI. It was an amazing show. It was very low 
hardly anybody there or anything. Yeah. Left left the venue so excited, dude, so stoked. Wasn't drinking or anything. Got in the car. Was just partying, you know, partying, listening to the music. Right. Yeah, and just yeah. so excited. Yeah. I got pulled over because the guy thought I was drunk. The cop thought I was drunk because you're so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was like swimming all over and shit. And uh, so it oh, was really great. funny. I just got pulled over and, and he was like, "You guys been drinking?" I was like, "No, we're just oh, listening dude. to music." Oh my god! <laughs> and he let us go, but it's kind of funny. That happened to me with Beneath the Remains. <laughs> I bought it on cassette like right after it came out put it in my car and my cover my car was covered with suicidal tendencies bumper stickers <laughs> nice, dude, nice. and i went like 45 in a school zone just like blast an inner self got pulled over and the guy harassed me about my bumper stickers oh, and my like he like he thought i was like some like wasted Gang youth or, or something yeah, oh yeah. jesus I was like 16, yeah, you know, right. I was just like, I was just feeling the music, man. Of course. In herself, dude. <laughs> it's the best time to get pulled over when you're like just jamming out, you know, because there's nothing to be guilty of. <laughs> I did nothing wrong, but just loved life. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. Fucking, anyway, with all that, all that warning from DRI and these other bands, nothing changed, dude. I mean, I think little things have changed, but well, yeah, recycling, no aerosol. Yeah, but I think that has it slowed it down enough? Probably not. But uh, I think people feel like they can't really do anything. Yeah, you know, I feel helpless about it. Drop yeah. it a bucket. You know. Yeah, it's mo- mainly the corporations and these, right? You know, the politicians that need to make the change rather than us recycling my salad container. You right. Know? Yeah. Which makes me feel good, but it probably doesn't do shit in the end. Yeah. I hate to be cynical about it. Because it's an important thing. It is important. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, DRI. Mm-hmm. I saw them two nights in a row in like 93 or 94. Saw them once at Milwaukee Metal Fest. And then I saw them the next night in Minneapolis. Nice. And a stage diver landed on me. Oh, my God. And his stomach landed right on my head. Didn't knock me out, but knocked me flat on the ground. It hurt like a bitch. I bet, but, dude. Yeah, That's it, the worst. It, like it would kill me now. I think. But oh god. Back then, you I would have broke your back now. Or, up yeah, here. yeah, yeah. We were malleable and flexible at that time. Yeah, I think my spine would have like ejected out of my butt or something. <laughs> I saw the uh, live at Budokan SOD. Yeah, and dude, Billy, Billy. Billy jumped off like yeah. a massive stack. Yeah, it was like twenty feet in the air yeah. at least. Yeah. That fucking guy. <laughs> dude. And he's just pounding that guy with the microphone, too. Just <laughs> so insane, dude. Yeah. But he survived. He survived. survived. Well, he's just, like, fueled with, like, piss and vinegar, right? <laughs> I think he always has been. And hatred. I don't think he's changed at all. The no. world around him has changed. And it's made him, like, this Republican Trumper, dude. But right. he's always, always been, been that like way. that. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, yeah. uh, so how has the culture changed? And we could do a whole ap- episode about this. Yeah. About SOD and... You know right. what those lyrics mean well, now, I mean, and you know they were a tongue in cheek at the time. It's kind of a climate change <clears throat> type of thing too. Like the climate changed around totally. that, that record and that band, and I think for good reason, and it should yeah, course, change, yeah, of course. But now this that record is like this uh, demonized, yeah, totally, totally, and again, probably for good reason. But I mean, wasn't wasn't it done in, in jest in a lot of ways? And just like Scotty and thought of this character in his head that was the angriest, most yes, piss and vinegar motherfucker. And I think Billy Mono almost took on that role, right? Of, like yeah. in Sergeant D or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 and MOD's like that too. MOD, dude. man. <laughs> MOD's worse. Yeah, MOD's worse. 
M O D is worse. M O D is worse. M O D is worse. A I D S. Yeah, you know, we won't. It's just that. no. It's just awful. But Jesus, man, it's messed I've up. never, I've never heard anybody involved with S O D make any kind of statement about no, that. No, no. Yeah, I wonder. It's just, not like the uh, like Eddie Murphy. He apologized for all the raw and the delirious stuff that he talked that right. he was saying on those things. Yeah. He apologized for that in the nineties. Yeah, I'm just curious, like. What what does Scott Ian think of that now? I think he would. I have no idea, but I think he would say like I created that character in jest, and it was a joke at the time, and yeah. you know, so, I don't know. Would he just blame it on the times? Times were different. Yeah, but it was a different time. Should I text him? Here, <laughs> <laughs> let's get him on the show. Yeah, let's well, get him. We should have had let's him get him on the, on the horn. Now I tried to get Glenn <laughs> Evans from Nuclear Assault. That's amazing. Um, just I thought it'd be cool to talk to him for a second, but yeah. he said he was super busy. That's fine. So it's just no a problem. way to no blow problem. me off. That's fine, but you know. <laughs> Okay, uh, but the topic of cli- uh, climate change in in metal, that's really interesting because that's happened a lot. Yes. Where the yeah. wor- grunge is a big one, of course. Of course. The effects that had on all these bands, it's really interesting how that happened and black metal coming along. Mm-hmm. Even to some uh, respects, death metal with a ba- influencing a band like Testament or something. Yeah. yeah. Like them, like Chuck Billy growling. Yeah, that's getting crazy. James Murphy on their record. Yeah, you know? it's like what the hell's going that's on? That's so here? weird. And Steve DiGiorgio. Steve DiGiorgio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coming from the death metal world, right? You know? I think the the whole grunge thing was maybe the, one of the most interesting ones because oh, yeah, for sure it was it. I mean, for lack of a better term, it just watered down these bands so much they just took this left turn. Yep. Um, examples off the top of my head. Uh, Pyogenesis. Nice. Paradise Lost. Nice. Um, although Paradise Lost felt like maybe it was more of like a Metallica thing. Yeah, but I think right. Metallica kind of did that too around that yeah, same time. Yeah, you know, yeah. they were trying to be more accessible. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were the leaders possibly of all this because all sure. those thrash bands changed. I mean, in some respects, even Slayer with Divine Intervention. I don't know. They, the, especially Testament with the Ritual. I mean, the. They were following the lead of Metallica, seeing how much money was being made. Yeah. And maybe just noticing what was happening. Anthrax is great with, you know, getting oh, yeah. rid of Joey Badona. Yeah. Let's, let's get John Bush in here. He did, did sound, you know, he's still metal music, but it sounded that, more. That sound of white noise is, is kind of an alternative record. Yeah. It's, and it's good in hindsight. And I was, I was so pissed at the time. I, I, like, I haven't I'm listened to I'm not listening it. to this. I haven't listened to it since the, back in the day. Yeah. I was like anti-Bush era, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, I feel like a lot of the thrash bands did it. Yeah. Nuclear Assault did it with Something Wicked. Yeah, that's right. Dude, Overkill did it with Iron Black. That's mm-hmm. going to be my choice of, of Suicidal did it, dude. Suicidal uh, did it. Art of Rebellion. Oh, that's right. Man, it was really weird. Captain yeah. Stupid. Remember that song? It was just really strange. Yes. Like, oh, what's going I on? Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they then they had that. Then they had the next one, Suicidal for Life, and they fucking went hardcore back. Right. Like they, they know the fans were pissed off about yeah, this or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Suicidal for Life was so different. Well, <laughs> Sepultura. I mean, well, they yeah. KSID, yeah. Uh, Roots, Roots, more so. Yeah. But I feel like around that same time, a little bit later than the whole alternative grunge thing, was the, then the, the boom of new metal. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I feel like that's what was influencing like Sepultura. Yeah. Um, bands yeah. like that. To yeah, like, for sure. They may have been kind of the leaders of that, and then all yeah. these other bands took it over. Yeah. Especially with Roots. I mean, that was so popular. Yeah. It was like you know, no weather was number one, but. I don't know Pantera as well. Like these yep. bands were just like in the charts and stuff, right? And they were heavy, but they were different than the heavy before, right? That. And that's okay. Maybe that's just part of the evolution. They were certainly taking influence from Nirvana and Soundgarden and all these things. But it was like they're trying to remain 
relevant. They've yeah. been around for a long time, yeah. Yeah. trying to remain relevant. Probably, you know, like, yeah. hey, if we can sell some more records. Yep. Didn't that open the doors, though, for a lot of bands? Like, like I don't know, like weird bands like Galactic Cowboys and King's X or yeah. something, you know? Uh-huh. Like, who were a perfect mixture of those two things. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, for <laughs> it sure. Open the door for these guys, yeah. you know? I think so. I think those, those bands have kind of faded to obscurity, but... I think King's X is still touring, I think. Maybe. I no, think. That's cool if they were. I mean, they've been around for fucking ever. Yeah. You know, Jesus. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting. Then there was the, the de- we're going to talk about that as well, I think, but the, the death metal bands that signed to major labels. And yes. Like, these major labels were freaking out. Like, how do we yeah. capture the youth or whatever? Yeah. I don't know why they were doing this, but. The whole Columbia thing, yeah. the earache. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really crazy? interesting. Was that a uh, partnership of Earache, or mm-hmm. was it separate from that? You know, I don't um, remember. I mean, it was Earache bands getting signed to Columbia, I believe, just in the states. Oh, I see. I see. I think I could yeah. be wrong, but I think yeah. that's the case. Yeah, that's um, cool. Which is, I mean, it kind of made sense because it was like, I mean, death metal was really big back then. Yeah. But there was also at the same time that bands were changing a lot. Possibly due to grunge alternative, like Entombed with Wolverine Blues. Yep, yep. You know? KSAD. Yep. I mean, Wolverine Blues, in retrospect, it's still a heavy-ass record. It is. It's just not... Yeah, in preparation for this, I was reviewing some of those, what I considered kind of grungy albums. Yeah. Actually pretty good, you know? They're still heavy. I don't know what it was, though. Yeah. Going from a classic album, Overkill, I can think of right off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Going from a classic album like Horoscope, Every song's a thrasher, a banger. It's amazing. It's intricate. It's progressive. A la Persistence of Time. It's just like these really long, cool, intricate songs. And then they went really short songs, catchy, as catchy Mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the grunge influence, you know, exactly what Anthrax did with Sound of White Noise. Yeah. Three or four minute songs. You know, they were tired of like the wanking off and the 10 minute songs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Metallica. It's exactly what Metallica did. Right. Did Anthrax (laughs) go back? Did they revert? Not until Belladonna came back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, they stuck with Bush and they were trying to, I don't think we've been with his albums that they started putting on in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think he left around 2002 or something, but they how were still doing that same style. How many records did they do with Bush? Four or something. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 And at one time they were going to do a tour where they uh, both were playing, which I th- oh, think was yeah. kind of a cool idea. Yeah, that is a cool idea. I guess too many egos or something. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what happened with that. But even in hindsight, the albums after Sound of White Noise, Noise are not very good, in my opinion. But Sound of White Noise is, holds up interestingly, you know, as a historical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. pissed off when I was a kid. But as an adult, I can look at it differently. Mm. Yeah. That's important. Man, to do that. It is. I, sometimes <laughs> I'll go back and be like, oh, is Wolverine Blues as much shit as I remember? Yeah. And no, it's not. It's actually it's. It's pretty intense. It's, I mean, it's no left-hand path or no, clandestine. But. That's the thing. They put out these such masterpieces of albums. Yeah. Sepultura did. It's yeah. Like, and then KSED. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's know. okay. <laughs> but Biotech versus Godzilla. I think yeah. that was a, an environmental song. You're right. You're <laughs> right. They were talking a lot about this shit. Because yeah. yeah. all the, the rainforest being yeah. burned in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. You, and guess who wrote the lyrics on that one? Uh, Jello Biafra or something, right? No. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, uh, Catherine Ludwig. Oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. How, yeah. Did the, how did that happen? I have no idea. Oh, that's but but her and Gloria were really good friends. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I should look that up. I think it's that one, but it's something off of that record. That's insane. I but have I'm no idea. I'm pretty sure it's that one. 
I thought they did some partnership with Jello at some they, point. They did. Yeah, they yeah. did for sure. Okay, yeah. But sure Catherine wrote a song, the lyrics for, I think it's that wow, one. That's incredible. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. So you wanted to play... Um, uh, I have an overkill track. Yeah. So this is uh, post-horoscope, which mm-hmm. in my mind is like, they're probably peak. Okay. <laughs> and then Metallica's influence happened which was an influence from grunge, you know, why the black album happened that maybe we could discuss that, but right. They were tired. They were tired of those long songs and they basically were like, we need to just write produced three or four minute songs. Maybe it was an attempt to get on MTV finally. And you know, yeah. Proliferate that world. I'm not sure why they did it, but all these other heavy bands took influence from Metallica. So what year do you think this one is? Uh, 92. 92. 91, 92. Okay. So this is Overkill with World of Hurt off the album I Hear Black. Yep. It's interesting, but it's good in hindsight. Let me just preface that. Okay. In my mind. Okay. I didn't like it at the time. I I don't think I've ever heard this record. (laughs) Nice. It's cool. Here we go.
Yeah, man. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, Wikipedia is calling this post thrash. Post thrash. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard that term no, before. Uh, that's got to be the influence of the Black Album happening, and then bands like Pantera. Helmet, dude. Helmet. There was a riff in there. I was like, oh, that's very Helmet. Yeah. Well, Helmet were huge there <laughs> for like huge. a year or two or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think these labels, it was our first, this was the only Overkill album to really be released on Atlantic Records. And I think that they were attempting to like cash in on yeah. the Metallica trend. Well, okay. So what? this was 92? 93. 93. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, because that's Black Album, right? Yeah, exactly. And Black Album was fucking huge. Yeah, exactly. So it's these labels were just like, okay, we could do this. Let's get those other thrash bands and that can me- be that mellow. makes sense, man. They probably pressured them to do that shit. Yeah. Who else did that? Did anybody else? Testament, dude. The Ritual. Testament? I think they were also on Atlantic. You think so? Yeah, dude. That was a soft... It's basically soft rock almost. Right. <laughs> that album. Oh, that's so crazy. Anthrax. I mean, Sound of White Noise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, yeah. these albums were soft in comparison. Right. So, yeah. Weird. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's the same thing with the whole Eric Columbia thing, too. I mean, um, like, Morbid Angel didn't, like, lessen their sound or anything. No. But, like, a lot of people, like, bitched about Carcass. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or Heartwork, being, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's still a pretty vicious course, album. Yeah, but. yeah. I guess in comparison to, like, a lot of the blast beats, a lot of those were missing. More melodies. I don't right. know. Something changed. Yeah. I liked it. Production oh, yeah. was so much better. Heartwork is amazing. Yeah, I love Heartwork. Of course. But dude, the Cathedral record though, Ethereal Mirror. Ethereal Mirror. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that didn't sell hardly at all. Like, no, I can't imagine. That's fucking weird ass <laughs> yeah, record. Yeah, very but weird. I guess my point is, is the Eric Columbia bands. It didn't seem like any of them were like, oh, let's try to cash in. They changed at that same time, but not in a commercial way. Is it the influence of the label saying, okay, this? No, probably not. It was probably just like the bands were. Evolving. This is what they thought was a natural evolution. Yeah, I mean, Covenant is not a neutered Morbid Angel no, record by true. any means. That's true. Production's much better. Everything sounds better on that. Vicious songs. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. It was happening for sure. Yeah. And looking back, I think that you know, it kind of had to happen this way because all this popular music that was taking over at the time, there wasn't room for metal and. I don't know. There needed to be like a push back to the underground almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Cause it was, it seems like, you know, the eighties was all about like the glam metal, yeah. the hair metal, yeah. and then death metal came in and then black metal came in yeah. and then grunge, if you want to call it that, just kind of obliterated all yeah, of it yeah, for sure. And obviously thrash was in there too. Yep. And yeah, I think these bands were trying to like, what does this world look like with yeah. us being popular or something? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, not really suitable for that. It makes me think about these bands who, um, like you mentioned, that a lot of these bands they they went on this new trajectory and then they went back to the roots, like mm-hmm. suicide. Oh, all of them did, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them did. Yeah, and, and during the break, you mentioned that a lot of them just ignore the oh, ignore God. those yeah, records. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't play them live. They don't talk about <laughs> nope. them. They're just like it's almost like '93 to 2003 didn't exist. Didn't exist. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like oh, let's just forget about everything we did in that time frame. Right. Maiden does it too. Yeah, like there, there were album, maybe one or two tracks, like a Brave New World when Bruce came back. That was two thousand, but they definitely don't play anything from the Blaze Bailey era. It was like this kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what do we do? You know, like, well, like does Anthrax? They're embarrassed by does, maybe. I don't know. Does Anthrax now play any John Bush era songs? No, no, no. 
Well, I think they're, they're probably worried about offending Joey too, or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It would be cool if they did a, yeah, like we said. So here's another another thing. All those bands uh, around the same time, a little bit later, not those bands, but like death metal bands, they started abandoning the growling. Yes, 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 clean. yes. Like My Dying Bride, right? <laughs> My Dying Bride's classic, yeah. My Dying Bride did that, and then yeah. they went back, and they reverted. Yeah. Oh, God, they're better than ever now. Now? Well, I mean, not as good. I mean, I haven't... Like, they're really, really good now. Okay. <laughs> I love them as much as I used to. Okay, I haven't yeah. really checked out anything recently. What was that album, that percentage album? That was a... Yeah, we didn't even was, think of that one. That was super 3.4.8% yeah, 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 yeah. complete. Yeah. I liked it at the time, but it was weird as fuck, dude. Heroin chic. But do you think it would be <laughs> that weird uh, in retrospect? Like, if you listen to it now, do you think it would be that weird? I don't know. Probably if, not. Like, KSAD doesn't seem weird to me anymore. You know? I think it was weird just for the time. That, <laughs> yeah. Like, they incorporated electronics yeah, and exactly. things that yeah, you weren't that really it. used that to was hearing. It. Yeah. And you can see they're just pushing the boundaries. They're just trying new things. Yeah. My Dang Bride is a little bit of a faulty example because they always had clean vocals. But just abandoning the the growls completely and then returning to them is kind of funny. Yeah. Or like Opeth, like just abandoning them. Yeah. Um, You know, the the thing that always bugs me, people are like, oh, they're just maturing. Like, well, you don't want to stagnate, though, dude. I mean, Cannibal Corpse has put out the same album every year. It's yeah, just, but, dude, they're better than ever, though. They are. Their last they are, record's tight. amazing. They're writing great songs. Violence Unimagined. But no, there's I'm, nothing different than there was Too Many Mutilated. No. Almost, so. I mean, except, I mean, not much. a little bit. Yes. No, I'm with you. But also, like, I take issue with, with uh, one vocal style being, like... Um, as an excuse for evolution, or what you- yeah, like like people are always like, oh, they're just they're just maturing, yeah, they're just right, growing right. up, so they're getting rid of this one style and they're replacing it with the style that yeah, yeah. most of the world yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, <laughs> just a, those growls were just a phase, dude. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like no. Opeth has never gone back. No, I don't know. Then these these guys, Aaron from My Dang Bride and Mikhail from. Oh, but those are the best growlers in the world, dude. Oh, Mikhail. They, they do dude. it so perfect. <laughs> Brave Murder Day is so great. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. These guys are abandoning something that they're so skilled at. So good. Yeah. Dan Swano, yeah. he's one of the best yep. uh, vocalists, period. Yep. I love his growls. Yep. I love his Both clean ways. vocals. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. But there was like such a time there where people, like Pyogenesis, they went from like really great melodic death metal to just like outsider left field alternative and he started singing and it's like pretty rough it's like it's like Jonas Renske from Catatonia yeah, yeah, yeah. but like he never got better oh wow and like Jonas is like he's a, he's a great singer oh, now. he's perfected it kind yeah. Of. yeah it's his style now it's yeah like exactly. he's, he's very understated but yeah. still he can like he he can sing yeah discouraged ones was pretty rough but he made it work you know he did you could tell he was trying that and he found he found his voice like yeah. right in front of our ears you know yeah, really yeah cool it's like you can see you can hear what was happening and it, and it so worked with the yeah. music but oh, now you listen totally. to the like the cat 20 records now and he's like he's a vocalist yep, i mean yep. he, he's a good he, singer he found his stride or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah um one other i can think of two other climate changes in metal. Yes, lots. One, two actually that were huge for me. Mm-hmm. One is when Norway got weird. Yeah, okay. Bedwinzenda, <laughs> yeah. Dodheimsgard, yeah. Yeah. when Oliver started going electronic, yeah. Yeah. shit yeah. like that. Yeah. What was going on over there that, that like this I don't know. That's, for them? It's interesting though. Yeah. Um, like Solifald, like yeah. all these bands that are either 
were around in Norway for a long time and were changing a lot or yeah. were part of the scene and they're forming new bands that are just going in these crazy directions. There's something about the, uh, the environment over there. It's just, they're open to experimentation and they're, yeah. they're ready to explore. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. They're not limited by like the rules we place on ourselves or something. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just so interesting because there's just a inordinate amount yeah. of artists and bands there that yeah. push boundaries consistently yeah. and in crazy ass ways. Yep. Yep. I really love that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't fathom a Ved Buenzenda. You know, I couldn't like, just like no brainstorm no, of course and over, no, 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 you know, it it's wouldn't just happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how that <laughs> happens. But that one was huge for me. Cause I was, you know, into death metal and black metal and all that. Yep. And then I think the first, I could be wrong, but I think the first one I heard that really made me realize what the scene is turning into is the Ved Buenzenda written in waters record. Nice. That was like, yeah, so, I'm not that familiar with that. so strange. But, you know, there's also, like, Solifold, Linear Scaff, Linear yeah, Scaffold. Yeah, Like, dude. so, yeah. you know, those fucking vocals yep. and the, yeah, the jaw harp and, I mean. Yeah, even the traditional, more traditional black metal bands like Bork Nagar, they do some yeah. funny, weird shit, especially with vocally. Especially Jeez. vocally, like with semen All over the place, or, dude. Or Arcturus, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Arcturus, dude. Jesus. It's like circus music sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, La Masquerade is like one dude. of the most inventive. Yeah. What was going on over there? Yeah. That's so incredible. Yeah. That album. It's like out of nowhere. Like what yeah. the hell is it? It's almost like a rock opera or something. It almost Black is. metal opera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think the first one within metal that really affected me was I would say 92, 93 when mm -hmm. things were getting I mean, death metal was just like blazing hot at that point yes, in time. Yep. Um the obviously there's the cynic and the atheist. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about like Tales from a Thousand Lakes yep, yep. and Wild Honey. Yep. Like those two records, when those came out, oh God. It was like yeah. out of left field. <laughs> yeah. I mean The keyboards and Amorphous were just like, What the hell the, is this? How is this possible? <laughs> the keyboards. So beautiful though. The clean vocals. <laughs> Maybe influencing influences from progressive rock from the seventies or something. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Pink Floyd, yeah. 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 Shit like that. But like coming off of uh let me do some brain math here. Coming <laughs> off of Clouds, which yep. is a weird record, but nothing like Wild Honey. Yeah. And then coming off of Krillian Isthmus. That's right. I mean, pretty straight ahead death metal record. I love that record. Sure. But Tales is. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. When I first heard Tales, it's got like that first track that's mostly just like keyboard work. Mm -hmm, and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, an intro, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then it launches into the next song. And I'm like, wait, like this. And I just didn't know what to think. Yeah, exactly. And same thing with Wild Honey. I was like, this is so oh, gosh. so unique, beautiful, yeah. and, but yeah. just so different. Um, and now they're like two of my absolute favorite records. And those are both bands that kept pushing. They did. They didn't yeah. stop right there. No. They could have. Yeah. Both of them. Deeper Kind of Slumber is an even weirder record. And I love that one, too. Yeah, I don't it's think so I great. listen to that. Oh, it's so good. Mm. The lyrics on that are fucking bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, a, it's a gorgeous record. Nice. And then, of course, Elegy. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did catch up that. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know why I missed, missed Amorphous a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think I was just, you know, so such a purist. Whatever. It's such a, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That's Mr. Nothing. You were really good at following like the evolution of those bands and noticing like where they were going and why they were going that way. I felt, I feel like sometimes I struggled with that, you know, mm. 
Mm -hmm. Some of those are so out out left field. I was like, not really metal anymore, and that's okay. But I was just oh for sure, yeah. Wasn't well, hit me like it used to, you know. But I mean, Amorphous and Tiamat, those were two huge bands for yeah. me. You know, yeah. I wasn't gonna like. Well, I say I wasn't gonna let them by the wayside, but I haven't heard a Tiamat record since <laughs> Deeper Kind of Slumber. Yeah, so it's been a while. Which is in the '90s. Yeah, I'm sure they're still playing. I have no idea, but Amorphous I followed for quite a while. Yeah, but totally. really. Um, they're one of those bands like Impaled Nazarene. Every time I hear a record, I'm like, this is great. But anything after Elegy is yeah. just, it's not the same for me. That must be hard as an artist, you know, to yeah. hit your peak so early like that and try to capture it again and again. Yeah. And it's, but I think they're still, I mean, they're still touring. They're still selling records. Good, they're, good. Hope so. I still call him the new vocalist, but he's been with him for like over 20 years, I think. But <laughs> yeah. he's, he's great. Nice. He's a great vocalist. Nice. He's a great front man. That's cool. Every time I hear a record, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Nice. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the last song I wanted to play. Nice. Is from Tales from the Thousand Lakes. Oh, awesome. Good segue, dude. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, this is a little song I like to call Black Winter Day. Nice. So good.
That's amazing. So good. Top 10 metal song for me, for oh, sure. Oh, it's, it's up there, dude. I mean, it, that guitar tone and the imagery it kind of creates is beautiful. Yeah. It feels like being in Finland. Yeah. The keyboard work there. Just... <sighs> Dude, that guy shreds. Yeah, so good, <laughs> so good, and it's just—it's so beautifully crafted. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not just like a death metal song with keyboards. It's no. like really, really yeah. well integrated, and it's mixed really well too. Yeah. I don't know something yeah. about how they separate that out. That whole record is just the tone of the uh, of the keyboard. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a, is it a Moog or something? Is it I don't like, know. I, don't wonder. I don't know. It's not just a Casio. No, like, no, no. Got no good, it's like got that's the thing. Like with all those like. <laughs> black metal bands in like the 80s and early yeah, 90s yeah. that was like like enslaved and shit it's like these Casio <laughs> yeah, like, it's all orchestral had. blast yeah. like all that holy record stuff like Nightfall like these really bad like orchestral stabs like, yeah. Bam, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it's his charm you know yeah. no I love it dates it. into whatever yeah. year that was like uh, even 95. Septic Flesh had like these <laughs> yeah, really bad totally. keyboard tones oh man they're in Greece I don't know they just don't have high budgets or anything no you know? no I mean I love it it has like a certain charm to it it does it, but yeah it is nice to hear a yeah. band with like actually good sounds yes like that. oh gosh yeah, amazing man that fucking record dude good yeah. choice on that one yeah but yeah so that what was, was the yeah what was the climate change happening what, what what's the reference for our topic here just that around that time 92 93 um you started seeing more bands like amorphous tiamat even like cynic and atheist yeah. that are just uh evolving the death metal style that's right but like really rapidly yes yes like exactly. going from curliness mist to black winter day yeah. or even samael they went from oh, fucking yeah. blood example. ritual to ceremony of yeah. opposites Great i mean yeah just it's incredible i don't know what that's about no like where that yeah, yeah. comes from yeah exactly <laughs> but i also think that like some of those bands it's like you know second third record like you start to get it okay you got like your thing you, you either want to do something different. change or you stay yeah. the same and they have right. to push yeah they, they have yeah. to push on that yeah. stuff yeah. But it was just, it felt like there was so many bands around that time yeah. that were bringing in so many other influences. Yep, yep. I mean, um, even Gorguts to a certain degree, even though yeah, they're totally well, you know, obscure. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that was later, but <laughs> that like, was like 98 or something. Yeah. Like Erosion of Sanity, yeah. Um, yeah. Atrocities Longing for Death. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude, these are not so like hyper melodic things like Amorphous, but yeah. just uh, human remains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bringing good. in all these other. Dude, influences and genres. Longing for Death, so good. I oh, love man. that album so much. And they—that's a band that's like, what the hell? This is the same band, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so and then they went on to like after that they did like Blute, and then all those like '80s pop covers. Yeah, right. Like, that's basically all they did after that. It's so. <laughs> but weird. then their newest one is like Reversion Back. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. How it's old total is death that? metal. It's pretty good. I forgot the Active God or something it's called, but really, it's good. Active God. That's simulation. That's simulation. Yeah. It just came out last year. Shit, I forgot the name. Really, it's really good. Huh. I don't think got I a good knew about that. Yeah. It's like just death metal again. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they went through like this gothic period yeah. too. And yeah. Yeah. And that guy's, uh, I think the name, uh, Alex Kroll. Alex Kroll. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just like taking his persona and making the band out, of, out from that or whatever. But huh. I had no idea they were still doing anything. Yeah. I only listened again because, oh, they went back to death metal. So I'm yeah. going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea what they did in between now and uh, Longing for Death, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I I tried. They had that record, Blute, which yeah, right. was not great. And then yeah. after that, it was, I think they had like at least a few records that are just 80s covers. <laughs> like that's what they <laughs> a few did. records. It's so weird. It's always something there to remind me. Yeah. Yeah. Shit <laughs> like that. version. <laughs> Do you remember when Proscriptor from Absu did that Flock of Seagulls cover? Like, so no, I don't think so. Yeah, it was like 
early 90s, I think. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Uh, like Blackened style, though? Black metal style? or No, kind of oh. like... It was his proscriptor... Uh, solo or something? Project, his solo oh, project. Yeah. And so it was kind of electronic and strange, weird. but like really awkward and weird. And Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> cool. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's move on to a surprise topic. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. A surprise topic. Oh, God. I don't like surprises, I guess. You're making me freaked out here. It's going to be fine. Okay. Um, if you had to go on a first date, what would be the f- perfect first date concert? Um, How many chicks are into metal, dude? So this isn't a metal show you're talking about. It could be anything. Are, are, is, is this lady into metal? This is... I, you can't just expose... <laughs> Are you are you gatekeeping? <laughs> no. no, but the judgments. This, this is a whole podcast we could probably do about probably, this. But the judgments yeah. around this kind of music right. are kind of like, oh, you oh. must be, you know, either infantile or uh, aggressive or all these, you right. know, judgments. Or satanic. Like, satanic. Okay, yeah. l- let me narrow it a little bit. Okay, this is good. Okay, so um, someone that you don't know very well. Okay. Also someone that has no frame of reference for metal whatsoever okay, but has an open mind you're not sure because you don't really know <laughs> this her. could end it dude it could it could what would if you could choose any band in at any era what would be the perfect first date <laughs> this is so hard band dude. this is hard do you have one off the top of your head hell no <laughs> I wouldn't go see Hell Yeah, the Vinnie Paul side project. No, I would not no, do that. No. It'd have to be something that's somewhat well, accessible. Well, I mean, I could think about Iron Maiden or something. Uh-huh. I mean, just for, for somebody to see that kind of live, I don't I don't think you could go to a Maiden show and walk away not feeling excited about that music. Right. Like, So that might be a pretty good mm-hmm. one. I mean, you want something like that's somewhat accessible. Yes. So like not Cannibal Corpse no, or Dark Space no, or no. Broken Hope. Unless they've seen, oh, broken hope. But what if they've seen uh, Ace Ventura and they were like, "Oh, that's the band from Ace okay, Ventura." That could be cool. That could be cool. I doubt. Hammer Smash Face. Oh, I recognize that song yeah, from I, the movie. I doubt they'd make that connection, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I mean, yeah, accessible, cool. accessible for sure. But then going to a really cool local little show would yeah. be kind of fun too. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like a Smiths cover band or something. That's <laughs> probably what I would do. I mean. But just play it safe. But metal, <laughs> metal. Okay, metal, yeah, metal, yeah. metal. Yeah, like something like like if a, if a coworker too was like, hey, like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah, I've done this before. And it doesn't always go well. No, no. And I don't think it's ever gone. Well I don't for think me. it's ever gone well for me either. No. I took uh, my friend Ned, and you know him. I took yeah. him to Overkill, and I was trying to introduce him to metal, okay. and I was like, dude, let's go to Overkill. And it, what I didn't realize was that over the years in the two thousands, Overkill became kind of a biker band. Oh, okay. These, there were so many dudes there that showed up in their bikes with like leather vests and stuff. It's like, what's going on here? I didn't realize oh, what happened. And so yeah. Ned thought it was just some biker band. And I was just like, what oh the my hell? God. Like, Did not go well. Well, we took Tyson to Exhorter and he liked that That's a lot. right. Yeah. That was good. He vibed on the energy. He did. So yeah. it's about the energy. I think if yeah. the, I mean, Overkill had it too, but. So good energy, good environment. Yep. Yep. Not Maybe. overly violent. Bunch of beers before. <laughs> Get her ready for this. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some earplugs. Yeah. I don't know. In my dating life, I've tended to not keep a secret at all, but just like, you know, 
Yeah. Not not worry of knowing that in my whatever relationship I have, mm-hmm. it's going to be separate for me. Right. That's not going to be something I'm looking for in a no. woman, you know, no. in a girl. It's like no. the, the couple times I have been on a date with somebody that was like kind of darker or whatever. They were way darker than me, dude. Right. And yeah. it was like, oh, this person's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, they're probably into the music. But, oh, man, that's too. It's like, right. not, not that I can't handle it. But it's just like I, I do have some like balance. You know, right. I try to have that balance. Whatever. They're like, do you want to go see Graveland and Inquisition? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> No. So I always think whatever relationship I'm in, that's going to be separate. Unfortunately, I mean, there is a, a fantasy maybe sometimes of like, oh, it would be cool if like the chick I was with was super into my music. But I don't know if that would work. I don't know. Because I, I do need it as a separate thing. And I, I mean, it is nice to have something separate, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. 100%. I just think about these things because I do have people that say things like, oh, I want to go see one of your shows. Or I like, know. hey, I want to go experience like the perfect metal show. Like, oh, that's like, a lot of pressure like, you put on me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, what, like, what is that? There's yeah. so much variety. Like, um, you know, I went and saw Cynic and Atheist a few yeah. months ago. And yeah. like, in some ways, I think Cynic is a really good middle ground. Yeah. Very positive. Yep. Uh, they're amazing musicians. Yep. It's not super aggressive, but it's yeah. still heavy. Yeah. Um, I think in some ways that could be yeah. good, but also it's like pretty heady stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's technical, super it's not maybe not catchy. all that groove and catch. Yeah. Yeah. Something interesting about like seeing uh, bands with mosh pits and stuff is that, and, and yeah. when we're when we're feeling that vibe, I think of it as like this fucking unity and brotherhood. For sure, stuff. yeah. A lot of people would look at that and be like, "That's fucking violent," right? And I want to get out of here. Yeah, you know. But that, yeah. that's not how I feel. No. And no, so no. there's, and I think the the true reality is that it is kind of a, a good. It's a good energy. Yeah. It's not sure. an angry energy. No. You know, no. most of the time. Most, Most of the time. time, yeah. So I don't know if somebody would necessarily feel that, and that might scare them away. <laughs> so you got to think about a band that moshes too, right? Okay, you're going to be in your seat. Hmm, we're going to go to the Aladdin Theater. Or we're gonna... Yeah. Okay, I really think. I think, about the this. O- I think the only option is just not do it. <laughs> I agree, dude. Just like I agree, keep it separated. Like, no, we'll yeah. go see yeah. Dave Matthews again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not Dave Matthews, dude. I saw Fleetwood Mac cover band the other day. It was fucking awesome, dude. Really? Yeah, it was outside at uh, this park in Tigard. (laughs) It's just like an outdoor show. The lady up there was just like Stevie Nicks. Was like, whoa, this is crazy. Dude, that leads right into my next question. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you prefer indoor or outdoor shows? Oh well, nothing better than like a local, dingy fucking like Satyricon style or or even Hawthorne Theater. I love those kind of shows the best. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. Outdoors like not conducive, really. No. You're only going to see a big band outdoors anyway. Usually, and at Edgefield, you're sitting on a blanket or something it's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's good for Weird Al though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's great for a lot of bands. Uh, I saw Crowded House and Steely Dan mm-hmm. sitting on a blanket. Yeah, it's awesome, but not for metal. Okay. I mean, I think like Megadeth and stuff played in the Clark County Amphitheater. Oh, that's like right. That. Oh, yeah. I saw. Oh, dude, I saw uh, in Hillsboro. Uh-huh. It's kind of strange, but Slayer, Testament, and Megadeth. Jesus. It was, really? uh, it was, yeah, the three of those bands. They played out there. It was like 2005 or six or something. Outdoors? Yep. Outdoors. Wow. Bucken Pit was insane, dude. Oh, I bet. It was amazing. And Damn. at Vakken, Vakken's outside. Vakken, yeah. Well, That's like, incredible. All those, all those giant festivals <laughs> yeah. are outside. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing a pit like that, you're just like, whoa, yeah. it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I still prefer local. Overall, yeah, like, yeah local indoors. Club show. Yeah. 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 So what? So uh, how about you? I 
I prefer indoors as well. Um, yeah. I do. I do love outdoors. It depends on the environment. Depends yeah. on where I am. Depends on the band. Yeah. Depends on my mood. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the most part, most of my experiences with outdoor concerts are you're in a parking lot <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's yeah. not the most comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer a dark venue where yes. I can't really see anything and exactly. I don't know what I'm stepping on and yeah, exactly. I don't know who's around me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it adds to the experience for me. I agree. I agree. 100%. Um, so uh, following up on that, what is what would be the ideal pre-concert thing to do? Uh, Not on a date, just in general. Yeah. Well, you and I have done this multiple times. Multiple but times, yeah. yeah. Go out to meet at a brewery or something, have a few beers, kind of psych ourselves up, talk about what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah, me Not too. shoot heroin or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Some some guys hit it pretty hard. You go to live shows. Oh sometimes. Jesus! It's like, damn. Maybe it's their first night out in a long time maybe. or something. But but then they don't even remember the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too yeah, They're exactly. Like, oh, I I went to that show. And I don't yeah. remember a damn thing. Oh, but like three or four beers before seeing Obituary or something. Fucking oh, dude, it's perfect. perfect. Dude. Yeah, well, we saw Obituary. We saw Carcass. <laughs> yeah, had a couple yeah. beers in us. Yeah, perfect. Dude. Um, perfect. You know, speaking about like, death to all, we saw death oh, to dude, all. Death yeah. to all. That was like in a span of a month. <laughs> yeah. We saw death to all, yeah. obituary, and carcass. Carcass. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, two, three, four beers beforehand. Perfect. Not Get a little bit of buzz. Not on. too much fun. Not yeah. too much fun. Not too much food. <laughs> no, that's fine. Just like the right amount. Yeah. Um, good and energy. Then, Speaking of like the good energy in the pit, like mm-hmm. those pits, especially that carcass one, mm-hmm. was really great. Yeah. And I brought my wife to Caracas, and that was not our first date. We've been (laughs) together. We've been married a long time now. (laughs) We've been together for like 25 years. She's been to a lot of concerts with me. Yes. But she doesn't know Caracas. Yes. But she knows how important Caracas are to me. Very cool. And she really enjoyed it, and she loved the pit, and she picked up on the energy of the pit, the correct energy. And she saw people falling over and picking each other up and hugging each other. And some dude lost his hat, and then somebody else found it for him, and like all that shit. And And for us, I mean, I'm at the age where I'm not in the pit, but I'm right on the outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it feels great to me. Yeah. Um, And a venue that's all all ages or 21 and over. Okay, so it has to be twenty one and over, because when the all ages happens, they yeah. separate it out. And the and the the twenty one and over is always in the back. The back, yeah. the back. So you that's can't no get good. up close. Yeah, that's it's not no great. Good. So twenty one and over show is is ideal. Is ideal. Okay, that was a couple questions in here. But when I was eighteen, I fucking hated that. Right. So I mean, I understand. I know. I want kids to see this shit too. Yeah, but but damn, you're taking away my enjoyment here. Right. Well, that's that's the thing about the crystals. It splits in the oh, middle, which sucks. But also, like, is it is it worse than Hawthorne? The way they have it separated in the middle yeah. at Hawthorne? I mean, because Hawthorne is... At least you can get kind of near the front if you're 21 and over at Crystal. That's what I mean. Yeah, maybe it it's, is it's more. Better. It's more equal. Although I hate it I hate so it too. much. But it's What's going to happen at your show, man? They're going to do that, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to be in the all ages part. That's okay. I'll just drink a few and then go over there. Right. But I'm saying it's it's more equal that way. Like, yeah. you so can, at least some of the twenty one over could get up front, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's really limited there. It's, it's small. limited. Yeah, I think it depends on ticket sales because I've seen it. Oh like, really? Like how many are all ages and how yeah. many are twenty one oh, over? Shifts. And they shift. Oh, I, I haven't noticed that. Wow. Last time cool. I was there, it was like way over to one side, and oh. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then yeah. next time I went, it was like way over. And so, I mean, I'm just assuming. But yeah, right. Um, That's cool. Good, not. So, how many bands on a bill in one night is too many? 
<laughs> I'm getting older and I'm skipping a lot more of the openers. Yeah, me too. Uh, more than three is too many. Way too many. Yep. Three is the max. Three is max. <laughs> Just one would be fine. And now I'm getting into like these, you know, these noise shows where people are playing 20 minutes. Oh. And, and, and so I'm like, this is perfect. You, yeah. ha- you have like the headliner. You, yeah. have, you have Carcass. Yeah. And you have a noise person before him. Yeah. Perfect night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do that more often? Well, actually, people are. People are <laughs> yeah, doing that more often. Good. But, yeah. I mean, not Carcass, obviously. No. Godflesh kind of did that, That's though. right, with that opener. Yeah, it was yeah. like a rap duo or something. Yeah. 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 They were really good. Yeah, that was that cool. That was cool. Yeah, like Sabretooth coming up. Are you going to that at Crystal? Uh, I want to see Uwada bad. Uwada, Yab, and Ludicro. And Ludicro. Are you going? Yeah. Uh, I may or may not go. Eight fucking bands. <laughs> Good luck, dude. I mean, you call me when there's three left. Two stages. <laughs> oh, I so see. That's better, but still. How are they doing that at the Crystal? Um, Lola's room and oh, right, main room. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But four in each stage. It's still, still a lot. It, doors are at three thirty. Jesus. Man. Show at four twenty. The only time doors should be open at three thirty if it's over by six. At the yeah, latest. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I can get to bed. <laughs> okay. Um, wearing the band shirt to their show. Uh, I do that for Maiden, but I do not do that for most bands. I don't do that. You did it for Death. Oh yeah, I did it for Death. Okay. Well, I did it for Death. I did it for Death because they're my favorite band. Death so it's just like the top echelon bands Only for the you. Top two bands. The top two bands. Okay. <laughs> I'd have no. I don't have an obituary shirt, but I, I should have worn one that day. I uh, would have. To Candlemass, you wore a Solitude Eternus. That's right. I mean, that's so not. It's adjacent. Candlema- it's adjacent. It's adjacent. Yeah. Adjacent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you, what is your opinion on that? I, I don't, yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I rarely do that. I like wearing the adjacent shirts if yeah, I can. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you'll, you know, the people there are there for the band. So it's kind of cool to get the attention for another obscure band that you might have on your shirt. Right. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Not that I'm looking for attention from people. You know, <laughs> I don't really care. I really yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. But, you're but, always walking into the Hawthorne and you're like, Hey bitches, it's look me. At me. Um, are there any other general like uh, rules of thumbs for shows that you have like no no's or like things that you have to do or like things you try to do always have earplugs yeah I, I don't know understand how you no I've survive. got them now I, okay. I, I tied them to my uh, my keys so they're always with me now <laughs> really good so you'll never forget yes Although reusing your plugs is kind of gross too. But yeah, but I got those fancy loop ones and they're nice. awesome. They work yeah. good. They're great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I should try those. Yeah, you really should. Um, that's definitely essential. Yeah, staying right outside the pit. I think for me is like the, the vibe. Uh-huh. I'm not. You're not going to find me at Roseland up in the balcony. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. I'm just not. Um. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Whether that's beer is mostly water. We're good. It's mostly water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No general rules that I didn't think of. That's a good question, though. I'm sure yeah. I have like these like kind of things I do that I realize. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I mean, I just, especially this year, you and I have been going to a lot of shows, yeah, and so yeah. I've been thinking about this. Like, yeah. we kind of have our traditions and yep. our rituals. Yeah. Um, we don't always stick with those, but like uh, before Carcass, we hit three different mm-hmm. breweries. Yeah, right? I like that. I like that. Using that as a night to like have a good time, you know. It's, exploring the city or seeing something different or whatever. Yeah. We go to new places and yep. we catch up. Yep. Yep. That's the one thing about going to a show when we don't do that is yeah, like, no. we don't get to hang out really. No. You know? Yeah. That's true. It's not a social event. Yeah. Um, usually skip 
the opener unless it's yeah. somebody you really want to see. You no, know, that's too bad because I've been exposed over the years. I've been exposed to some cool bands. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, but mostly not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it just I don't know. It depends. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know and I've I've actually dipped out lately. I'm getting older or something. But if if like I'm not feeling the vibe anymore, I'm getting extra tired. It's midnight or something. Yeah, I, I will leave mm-hmm. even before the encore or something. Yeah, I saw no. you. I saw you. I did that at Godflesh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you leave at Godflesh. Mm-hmm. Um, Candle Mass. Watching me, bro? Or? Well, yeah, I gotta, Jesus. I gotta keep an eye out on you. You know. <laughs> Pay attention to the show, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're hard to miss, man. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Candle Mass. That is, dude. I just yeah. wasn't feeling that for some reason. I didn't recognize a lot of the songs, and I was just like, uh, I didn't, I didn't either. Um, I've done it more lately just because, well, same reasons you're doing it, but like, I'm also just, I get sick of being hot. Yeah. Get sick, sick of standing. Yeah. Um, I stayed for the whole Martise show. That was great. Yeah. But he only did a 45 minute set. Yeah. So it was perfect. I mean, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. I wish I would have seen that. Um, thanks for okay. the shirt, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. That I got rad. you the funniest shirt. It's, it's possible. Great. Yeah. I wore it on Friday. It's <laughs> oh, so you great. did? Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to MDF next year. Again. Yeah, we are so excited, bro. It's gonna be great. So we're we're going. We got early. We got the pre-show tickets right. too with Sodom, Sodom atheist, uh, atheist. Melikesh. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, somebody canceled, and then yeah, Morpheus Descends took nice. their spot. Nice. Well, that's cool. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's five nights. Is it five? <laughs> Is it five? Yeah, I think so. I think so because they Is went that- to Monday last time we left Monday. And we're going for the whole time, right? Yeah. We have tickets for the whole, th- yeah. whole thing. Okay. Because last time we missed the pre-show. We got pre-show tickets this time. Right. But last time we missed it. We missed it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't. I didn't know this, the situation. I didn't either. Yeah, I now didn't we're either. like, we're old hat. It's an old hat for us. Yeah. It's like an old hat. <laughs> That's a weird phrase. It is, an, it is a weird phrase. But uh, My Dying Bride. <laughs> Dude. Finally. So for a long time, Bolt Thrower and My Dying Bride were like my bucket list bands. You've never seen My Dying Bride? Never. Yeah. Still haven't seen them. And now is the time. Now is the time. And you're going to see them twice in like four months, five months, because you're going to see yeah. them at yeah. Prophecy, right? Yeah. Or they're they're playing the same night before, no, after? No, they're, they're headlining the first night, and we're headlining the second night. But you'll be there for that? Yep. Okay, yeah, we get, there, we get there on Thursday. They play Friday. Okay, perfect. We play Saturday, leave yeah. on Sunday. Nice. Okay, so. cool. Well, report back, please, because I'm yeah. sure that's incredible. I actually really want to see Cradle of Filth, too. Never have seen them Are they back in the day. MDF? No, no, but, but just, just one of those bands. Yeah. We I could s- do a podcast on that. Bucket list bands. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I saw them uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest 90s. Back in the day. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. yeah. It's a little late now, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. I can't even really remember who else is playing. I think this member is scheduled again, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh man, we we we'd have to look at the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's extensive. It's just like it's just a good time. Like yeah, I don't really Jesus. even doesn't even really yeah. matter. But it is all in one location now. They don't That's have good. the shuttle going nice. to the parks. That'll make it a lot better. So the only outdoor venue is that one where obituary. Oh, really? Play. In the middle yeah. there? Yeah. Everything else up is on inside. the balcony. You met some weird dude up there. Yeah. I, remember. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but like. He just like stumbled just, across the yeah, festival. Yeah, he didn't know anything about it. Yeah, and here and, we are. And he watched Deeds of Flesh. Like that was his. <laughs> that's that was our first date, yeah. right? Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, this guy. I don't know who he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what did he think? <laughs> he said he loved it, but so there you go. Who knows? He was might have been pretty drunk. Too. Deeds of Flesh is the perfect first date. <laughs> who would have known? 
pungent stench and deeds of flesh. <laughs> Amazing. And there's that mosher guy that got oh, knocked God. out. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, that guy, man. We've been we were watching him for like five days. Yeah. Every day, like, oh, there yeah. he is. What's he gonna do today? Yeah. The last day, he like he passed out. He passed out. Yeah. Ambulance had to come. That was during Exorder, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. That was so much Incredible. fun. Incredible. That was a great trip. Yeah, dude. All right, man. Well, All right, pleasure. Um, that was awesome. I think that's, yeah. I think we talked about climate change. We talked about climate change within metal. <laughs> yes, good. And uh, I feel like there's a lot more to say about those, both those topics, but that's okay. We gave a little bit of I think so, but freestyle just, spiel. Yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Um, as of today, we started a I Hate Music playlist on Spotify. Uh, you'll be able to find a link to that in our link tree, which you can find on our Facebook page or our Instagram. Uh, feel free to listen, and that will change every time we do a new episode with songs that are related to the podcast and songs that we play on the podcast. Nice. Uh, please email us with hate mail or whatever else you want to send us. And I've would never... it be hey? Would it be because it's called I hate ma- I hate music? So right. it'd be love mail. It'd be love mail because yeah. it's actually hate mail. Because we do love music. We do. Yeah. So yeah. It's awesome. I know it's super confusing. <laughs> Send us some love mail. Yeah. Send us some love mail. Yeah. And I've never once said this, but uh, please rate us on... on <laughs> what are the things? Yeah. Well, yeah what, what, uh, whatever subscription service you use. Yeah, yeah. iTunes, Spotify. It's almost... We've listened to so many podcasts that we can almost rehearse it. I know. Because they all say I, it. I know. <laughs> and I've funny. never done it before, but I was listening to something the other day, and they're like, rate us five stars. I'm like, oh, shit. I've never said that yeah, before. Rate us five stars, guys. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do. So oh, just four and a half. Four and a half. Least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is episode 65. That's pretty Amazing. good. Nice job, bro. Pretty Jeez. good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot I, of work on your part. I took a lot of time off. And, no, but, you're doing great. 65 is amazing. Yeah. Congrats. <clears throat> well, thank you. Thanks again, Nick Woos. I'll yeah, see you next time. My pleasure. And yep. we have no idea what we're going to do for the next one, but we'll figure it out. Yep, we will. If you have any ideas, please email them to me. Don't put it in a comment on Instagram or Facebook. Email, please. I had one guy, he sent me a voice memo. About, oh, really? Yeah, it was actually really sweet. Yeah. And it's, it's this guy, I, I kind of know, I've talked to him a couple times, but... Um, he uh, he sent me a voice memo through Instagram about how much he loved the episode oh, and how cool. like nice. you were super funny. Oh, awesome! And he was in laughter the whole time listening. It was nice. really sweet. Nice. Cool, cool. But those type of things, I'm not going to take a note of and like do anything about. So yeah. Email, please. Nice. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Earth in Sound Production.